My guest today broke a story about a major scandal regarding Obamacare years ago. And now he's breaking a story about a scandal in how your mutual funds are actually being used against you on the special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We are the show that pushes back against the Uniparty and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 263 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Now, just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I will never forget about the January 6th Political prisoners, most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you like to support what we do, Go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. All right, our next guest is an investment advisor out of the Philadelphia area named Rich Weinstein, whose Twitter profile humorously describes him as a samizdat. Now, I looked that up. That was a system in the Soviet Union and countries within the Soviet Union's orbit by which government-suppressed literature was clandestinely printed and distributed. So, so that fits. Rich Weinstein, welcome to the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome back. How are you today, sir? Good, Doc. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Now, before we get to your current concern about how mutual funds are being turned against us, could you please tell my listeners who Jonathan Gruber is and how and why you made him famous? So it's almost nine years ago, Doc, where my wife and I got an email that said that our plan was canceled. Our health insurance plan was canceled. And I think that was the moment that I became activated as a as somebody that was going to do political research. I didn't want to. I was kind of forced into it because we lost our plan. So from that moment, I started researching the Affordable Care Act. And I, I figured out that if I was going to research the Affordable Care Act, I couldn't, I couldn't listen to what the government officials were saying because they were lying. And I couldn't listen to what the news, the broadcasters were saying because they were just cheerleading one way or the other. So what I figured out was there's this group of people that were known as architects. And I started looking at these architects, like Ezekiel Emanuel, Jonathan Gruber, for example. And I started looking at videos of them. And I watched video after video of this guy, Jonathan Gruber, an MIT professor. And he basically blabbed. He wrote a book. He was on a book tour, and he started blabbing about how the American people were too stupid and that a difference, how they were going to, they were, they were overcoming this massive tax uh, loophole and taking a huge tax break away from the American people. And that's, 
And, and actually, I got involved in a Supreme Court case, uh, King versus Burwell, because of Jonathan Gruber. And that's how I made Jonathan Gruber infamous, because basically I got his videos out to the public. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, I was, I was trying to remember Gruber's name, and when I started doing an Internet search for your name, boom, it came right up, a Bloomberg article from, uh, I think, early 2014, and, and talking about that. And I think some Americans had heard of uh, Dr. Ezekiel Emanuel, but I don't think anybody had heard of Jonathan Gruber before you made him famous, and next thing you know, he gets hauled in front of Congress, you know, and, and it wasn't a very pleasant experience for him. But, you know, f- from the way we looked at it, I think it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Well, uh, a little backstory on that. I was supposed to be sitting at the table next to him. <laughs> and <laughs> I know. And I, I decided that it was probably not in my best interest to do so because people are nuts, and I didn't want to get shot. So wow. So it was Gruber... There was Gruber, there was uh, uh, Burwell, who was the HHS secretary. There was some dude they brought in. He, was a, uh, he worked at a restaurant, and I was going to sit right there. And I just decided not to. But uh, what, I was actually working in the background that day, and I got some information to the, to the, uh, to the panel as they were questioning Gruber, and they, they actually uh, asked him one of my questions. Oh, that's uh, it was, neat. It was, it was, that, was, that was a cool day. That was a very cool day. Yeah, because members of Congress were asking him where where he got off, uh, you know, claiming that Americans are stupid anyway, and we just put this over on him. So, um, yeah, 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 I think that was a a real public service to Americans. Like, hey, hey, guys, look over here what they're what they're trying to get away with. Now, speaking of which, that kind of dovetails into our topic for today. You wrote an article recently for the American Spectator entitled. Mutual funds are using your money to push ESG, subtitled, We're All Social Justice Warriors Now. And I know just enough about ESG to know it stands for environmental, social, and corporate governance, and that sounds bad. And I certainly know I don't want to be a social justice warrior, but people that I speak to on a regular basis have never heard of ESG. Could you please explain it to my listeners and explain why it's so dangerous? Sure. ESG is a, I guess I'm going to call it a, a leftist policy in which, or a leftist dogma, in which everything is viewed through the, through the scope of the environment, climate change, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, all of that. So, so right now you see the Biden administration basically practicing that at every level. And what is going on is, and, and by the way, if you're listening to this, this uh, podcast, I'm going to get you angry in about the next 10 minutes. Oh boy. It's not my fault. Okay. It's not my fault. Yeah. But you're going to be, you, you, you're going to be irate when, when we're done because, because what is going on is, let me, let me back up just a second, Doc. Sure. So, so ESG, environmental, social, and governance. It includes, obviously, global climate change, all that. Everything is focused through that lens. But I'm a registered investment advisor so I, and a financial planner. So I am a, what's known as a fiduciary. And for my clients, I buy mutual funds and, and other investment products. So I need to do what's in their best interest. 
So what is going on is the mutual fund companies have decided that they are going to impose ESG on the companies they own. So, so let me back up. Let me just back up a second. I think everybody knows what a mutual fund is, but I'm not quite sure. So it's not what most people think it is. A mutual fund is what's known as an investment company. So what happens is you and me and everybody in the audience, if you have a 401k and you're putting your money in mutual funds, you are actually sending your money to a, to an investment company. And that investment company then takes your money and invests in common stocks or companies yeah. such as Apple, IBM, Chevron, for example. And the, why is that important? It's important because you and I doc, we don't own the companies. We don't own Chevron and, and IBM and Apple. The investment company owns those companies. Yeah. So the investment company then votes the proxies for in, important board issues. So the mutual fund companies are really voting for what's going to happen at the company level, at the corporate level. Yeah. The, the investment companies, the mutual funds have gone woke they have decided that ESG is really important and because, you know, after all, if they don't impose ESG on these companies in our, in my best interest, in your best interest, Doc, as fiduciaries, they are also fiduciaries, then we're all screwed. So they're acting on your behalf and my behalf to push leftist woke policies at the board of directors level of these companies. Wow. And, and I, I got news for you. I wouldn't send my money or I wouldn't vote that way for, for, a, uh, for a political candidate. I wouldn't vote for Biden's policies. I wouldn't send my money for Biden's policies. But I kind of am because I didn't realize this, but when I'm sending my money to Vanguard, for example, they are taking my money and they are buying shares of stock and they are then going, they call it engaging. They then engage the, the boards of directors of Vanguard, uh, I'm sorry, of uh, Chevron, for example, and they will tell Chevron, for example, that we want you to adhere to the Paris Climate Accords and be carbon neutral by 2050. So you can't, the Biden administration can't force Chevron to do that. Yeah, Vanguard's forcing them to do that. And Vanguard is doing that with my money and your money and everybody's money in the audience. And we didn't even know it. We are empowering them. So this answers the question that we sometimes have when we see TV commercials by big oil companies um, that have messages which seem to be very much counter to what oil companies are designed to do. And we're sitting here scratching our heads going, guys, you're an oil company. What, 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 do, you, what do you mean you're, you want to go carbon neutral. How's that possible? And how's that a good thing for your investors? And, and I think you may have just solved that puzzle for us. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we, you and I, and everybody in the audience, we are empowering them as your 401k money gets invested in mutual funds. And by the way, it's not just Vanguard. So, so I, I started with Vanguard as a, as a, uh, you know, researching because I own some Vanguard funds and, and I live 10 minutes from Vanguard. I live 10 minutes from Malvern, Pennsylvania, which is where uh, Vanguard's global headquarters is. Yeah. So they're the 800-pound gorilla in my neighborhood here. And so I start researching Vanguard, 
and I run into this guy by the name of John Galloway, who is the who is in charge of their corporate stewardship program. So he has a staff of thirty five people, and they are responsible for engaging their word, not mine, the corporations where they're sending money, where they're where they're buying their shares of stock. Yeah, and they are engaging them left. So, so I, I, I looked at Vanguard, but while I was looking at Vanguard, because I, you know, I, I don't want to put my money with Vanguard anymore, I need to find an alternative. So I went and looked at the top 10 mutual fund companies uh, as per Financial Planning Magazine, and you'll never guess what I found. They're all, all doing it. All of them They're are pushing their, um, the companies they have shares in to the left. Fidelity, T. Rowe Price, American Funds, BlackRock, they're all doing this, right? Yeah, J.P. Morgan. That's funny. Jamie Dimon was uh, Jamie Dimon from from J.P. Morgan was out this week talking about how he thought the uh, Biden's policy, uh, you know, basically beating up on on domestic energy production was the wrong way to go. His funds are doing this. So I don't think he realizes. Okay, I was going to ask you because a guy like Jamie Dimon, he's eventually going to be on CNBC. He's eventually going to be on the Fox Business Network. Um, Is anybody going to point out that his company is pushing what he just said is dangerous? Is anybody, Charles Payne or Neil Cavuto or any of these guys, are they going to ask him about this? Well, I had the same problem today that I had eight years ago, nine years ago. I have the information. I have the information, yeah, but I can't get it out. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know if Fox Business or anybody's going to hold him accountable. There is one guy who knows what's going on, and he gets on a lot. And that guy's name is uh, Vivek. Uh, I can never say his name. Vivek Ramaswamy, and he he is what I will refer to as the Rupert Murdoch of the financial services industry. Look, look, if everybody knows that Vanguard and all the other mutual fund companies are using their money against their own best interest, it reminds me of 35 years ago when, when you, you put on the news and you only heard leftist news. Yeah. And then what happens? Then some, some guy named Rupert Murdoch shows up and he employs the power of capitalism and he starts Fox business, uh, Fox news. And next thing you know, there is a news outlet for people that don't want to listen to, to the lefties. Right. So, so I, there needs to be a financial services Rupert Murdoch, and I think there is one. It's this guy, Vivek Ramaswamy, from Strive Asset Management. He knows what's going on, and he is actually starting um, uh, uh, competing products. He's, he's building competing funds so that people have an outlet to get away from the vanguards and the T. Rowe prices of the world. He's small, but he's trying hard, and, uh, and he's, he's a guy to keep your eye on. Okay, I just found him. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, I guess is how I would say it, but maybe you're saying it right. And he's written some books, uh, Woke Inc. and Nation Mm -hmm. of Victims. So that would be a guy. I wonder, I'll bet you, I mentioned uh, CNBC a minute ago, I'll bet you Jim Cramer never has this guy on. (laughs) I don't know, but I, I uh, I I see him on, I hear him on the radio sometimes. And and he, I think I think he's doing a terrible job explaining what's going on, because I think you need to, to make it personal. You need to say he listened. Uh, people, everybody that's listening to my voice, 
your money is being used against you because the, you are empowering the mutual fund companies to do this. Yeah. And it, that is, I think, where the rubber hits the road. That's why I said I'm going to hack off your listeners because it's you. We're talking about you. Your money is doing this. And, and you didn't even know it. Wow. Okay. So let me ask you, uh, I watched a YouTube clip, a couple of YouTube clips you sent me in which the investment director for the California state retirement system talks about their goal to decarbonize the economy. Um, there was, there was also another one, uh, a real environmentalist wacko to, uh, I borrow a phrase from late great uh, Rush Limbaugh, in which a senior director of California State Retirement is talking about net zero and how achieving the goal of net zero will help help make sure yeah. California teachers will have comfortable and secure retirements, which just seems right. to me to be um, uh, counterintuitive. Could you please explain to my listeners what net zero is? And, and decarbonizing the economy. Well, sure. Net, net zero goes back to the the the, uh, the Paris Accords, where basically we are not destroying. You know, we stop global warming and climate change because we can't burn fossil fuels anymore. So, so the the the, the lady from uh, the expression is Cal Stars. Uh, her name's Kirsty Johns uh, Jenkinson. Yeah. And she's a real piece of work. She's she, she's a real piece of work. And but she she's kind of like my Jonathan Gruber here, because she's out there and she's proud, and and she's out there just talking about what we're going to do. Yeah. So she explains. She and I, I have her quote. So I'm going to read read some of uh, this in a direct quote, but from my notes. Yeah. She said, she said, uh, let me see if I get this right. Better position for global economy in a world is being reshaped by sustainability factors. Decarbonize the economy and do it in an equitable manner. That's good for prosperity. We're trying to build a future that will allow us to thrive across all dimensions. Now, here's the key. They're going to use their influence with companies to build the future. That's what they're doing. They're engaging. When I, and by the way, when I say engage, uh, think Tony Soprano. You know how would Tony Soprano engage the local neighborhood who's not he's not paying his paying the vig, right? So, so that's what I envision when they say that they're going to use their influence with companies. Yeah, they're 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 strong arming the corporations of the world because because CalStars and and the mutual funds and all those guys they own trillions of dollars of common stock, which means they vote trillions of dollars of proxies. Good so they go and they visit. The 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 uh, the Chevrons of the world. For I keep using Chevron because it's an oil company and everyone yeah. knows who Chevron is. Right. And they and they they they've kind of twisted woke also, but now we know why. And and you know they they get a visit from from Vanguard or from CalStars or from T Rowe Price or from J P Morgan. And you know you you guys aren't really. We need you guys to do this. We need a corporate. Oh, by the way, we don't think your board of directors is diverse enough. Yeah. Uh, you have two. You have two board openings. We want you to. We want these people on the board. They don't have any industry experience, but it would it would be a more diverse board. Yeah, and that's the that's what's going on, and they can do it once again because we are empowering them. Well, you know, you mentioned Tony Soprano, maybe even a generation earlier, Don Corleone from the, the Godfather. I may have an offer he couldn't refuse. 
You know that I, I think that, that's what's going on here. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's exactly what's going on. And, and that that kind of that kind of you know, Doc. I'm not sure how much you talk about NGOs. Do you talk about non government organizations a lot? Uh, not very often. Not very often because they they usually um, you know don't get in the news that much. Well, here we go. Yeah. Because basically an NGO is a non-government organization that's going to impose uh, policy or impose power where the government cannot. Right. So this so this is this is a use of an NGO to impose political philosophy and dogma on our capitalist system where the where the Biden administration just simply cannot because of, of their uh, limitations on powers. But the Biden regime will certainly cheer on the NGOs. Um, oh, yeah, or and fund them. I'm sorry, what? And fund them. Yeah. Now, give them money to operate. Yeah. You and I started talking offline a while back about DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. When a guy I follow on Twitter who goes by Oilfield Rando, I don't know what his real name is, said the following. <laughs> He said, with ESG scores, companies are financially pressured to avoid employing white males. That's not ideology. That's just simple fact. So institutional racism most certainly exists, but it's state-sponsored, and it's the opposite of what it's portrayed to be. He says, I've talked to guys trying to fill positions, and they literally can't simply because they can't get a white male applicant through the DEI firewall in HR, it's insane to enact these policies during a labor crunch, but here we are. It's insane to subsidize unreliable energy and penalize reliable energy in an energy crunch, but here we are. You don't hear about that in mainstream media. You hear about democracy and climate peril. So this takes me back to CalSTARS, the California State Retirement System, and this woman just so proud of decarbonizing the economy. Do you think she has any idea that this mindset is leading to higher gas prices at the pump? Or are people like her so insulated that they just don't care? I don't think she cares. I, I think I think the high gas prices and everything that's going on is a it, it's it's a feature, not a flaw. Yeah. And, and yeah, absolutely. It's a, it, it, there's something like it, just because they it's it's obvious that. Did you, did you see the, um, there was, it was earlier in the year, I think. And there was somebody, they were, they were, they were, uh, they're releasing some electric vehicles and the vehicle was plugged into the wall of, uh, of wherever they were. I think it was in Michigan. Yeah. And you, you remember this? And, and the reporter says, Hey, where's that? How's that being charged? Well, it's electric. Well, where's the power coming from? It's coming from that wall. Well, where's the power coming from to go in the wall? Oh, I don't know. The guy from Edison Power and Lights here, why don't we ask him? Yeah. Or Detroit Power and Light. And they ask him, and he says, oh, well, we're 90% coal. And, you know, I just don't think they care. I mean, it, just, it doesn't make sense energy-wise, and it doesn't make sense to what's good. I mean, it's going to be a cold winter in all parts of the, of the world. They don't give a rip. And now people are burning forests and Aren't they, aren't they cutting down forests in Europe so they can heat their houses with wood? Yeah, especially in Germany. Yeah, yeah. So It, it, makes, it makes no sense. So the electricity... Makes, uh, uh, 90, wait, never, never, forget it was the, never forget it was the Biden administration that allowed the North Street, 
that gave the go-ahead for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Never for, never forget that. That that was a huge mistake. Well, they've taken care of that now, haven't they? Whoever they is. Yeah. Well, right. Who do you well, think did that? I, 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 do you think Putin did it? I think Putin did it to himself. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Biden was assuring reporters earlier this year that if Putin invaded Ukraine, we'll take care of it. And now that it's been quote unquote taken care of, oh no, no, we had nothing to do with that. That it's 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 just insane. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. What? Yeah, it, it, yeah you're right. The, the whole the whole giving Putin the the, uh, the go ahead on Nord Stream two yeah. was a huge mistake. It was just it was it was a massive sign of weakness. And and Putin Putin took that. I, I think I think Putin took that as a sign of weakness and said, "Okay, you guys don't know what you're doing," and and just went in. Well, sure. In tandem with with cutting off, you know, our pipeline coming out of Canada, you know, at the same time. I mean, we could talk all day about the fact that the Biden regime does not want. A domestic production of oil in this country, the Biden regime begs Saudi Arabia and Venezuela um, and, and places like that to please, you know, uh, increase oil production. Uh, the Biden regime wanted the Saudis to please not announce you're going to cut back until after the election. I mean, it's just one thing after another to try to bring this country to its knees. Um, but you know, we were talking earlier about BlackRock, Vanguard, American Funds, Fidelity, J.P. Morgan, T. Rowe Price, all these uh, mutual fund concerns compelling business companies into leftward politics. How are they able to? Well, you told told how they're able to do it, but what what can ordinary investors do to? I'm sorry, what? I said they're enforcing the Biden policy. Yeah, what what as non government as, as non government organizations? What can ordinary investors do to push back? Maybe try to find out more about this Vivek Ramaswamy guy. I mean, what 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 can what can we do? That that's what I would recommend. I I think this can be solved by capitalism. I really do, and I think I think the only capitalist that understands what's going on is is Vivek, and and his drive his drive capital management. So I've started moving people. He only has one vehicle I like so far. It's, uh, it's ticker symbol S T R V drive. And it's basically a, an index 500 fund, just like Vanguard puts out, except when he gets the money and he puts it into the index, just like Vanguard would, he has proxy power now. So now he's approaching the company saying, Hey, knock this off. Stop that. So he, we need to get him bigger. And I think what's going to happen is, as as people realize what's going on, there will be more competition in that space. But right now, there's there's a group called the Timothy Funds. I don't know anything about them except they work on Christian values. And there's Stripe, and that's it right now. But hopefully, it comes along. There there is some attention being brought to this. I know I know some uh, attorney generals attorneys general are pulling their state funds away from these groups. Yeah. So Louisiana just pulled a, a, a billion dollars away from BlackRock, but you know a billion dollars from BlackRock is 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 not significant as far as the whole industry is concerned. So there isn't a lot of uh, of uh, choice 
there's the cho- choice is the problem. Choice is always the problem, but right now there's just not a lot of choice. Yeah. So let me ask you there, there, you know, we got CNBC, uh, we got Fox business network, you know, people like Stuart Varney. I mentioned earlier, Charles Payne, Neil Cavuto. Um, you know, there are, uh, financial advice guys on radio like Dave Ramsey. Um, have, have any of these people had you on yet to talk about this? No, I, I got a little lucky in getting an op-ed into the, uh, into the, uh, uh, American spectator. Yeah. And then, uh, and then my local guy, uh, Rich Zioli, who I know from Philly, you know, I got to talk to him for a while about this and you, and, and it's the same problem I had nine years ago where I think, I think this is really important. Sure. But until, until I can get somebody's attention, I'm not sure. Hey, hey, as I always said, put me in coach. I'll talk to anybody because I think this is really important. That's the only way to stop it. It's the only way to stop it. You have to, you have to shine a light on it. Yeah. Rich Zioli, Philadelphia, uh, uh, based talk show host. Uh, I first heard about him when he filled in for Mark Levin, which I used to do. And, and Rich is a great guy. Um, Mm -hmm. before I let you run, you know, when, when I watch these videos from CalSTARS, uh, you know, the California State Retirement System, and I see these people and they're talking to folks from these mutual fund concerns and everybody's on the same page philosophically, mm-hmm. and yet we know, again, it's counterintuitive to the real world. It's counterintuitive to, like, what you pointed out. The electricity for electric cars comes from 90% coal. They're not decarbonizing anything. And at the same time, China and India are building more and more and more and more uh, coal uh, plants. Um, These people seem to have uh, a religious-type zeal, like they're true believers in, in some kind of religious cult, and they seem to be impervious to external stimuli, if I may use that phrase in present company. I don't see how you get through to true believers like this. Like you said, you have to use, you have to push back. I would think, uh, with, with, with capitalism, because I don't, I can't imagine how you're going to change these people's minds. No, you're not They're because they're, they're activists. Yeah. And, and I can, and I can prove it because if, if you want to invest in an ESG fund, a mutual fund of companies that a collective of companies, a mutual fund that only buy uh, ESG compliant firms stock. You can do that. That's, that's a product that's out there. Yeah. What they're doing is just saying, well, yeah, you can buy that, but I also want you to invest in all these funds because that gives us the power to change the corporate the corporations at the corporate level, if they really cared about ESG, they wouldn't let me invest in those funds. They, they would just say, no, we're not taking your money in this fund. You must go to these ESG funds. Oh, but they're not. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, because they're, they're, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Because they're taking our money and they're using it for power. They're using it. They're using it for leverage. They're using it for pressure. But if they were really acting as fiduciaries in my best interest, they'd say, hey, Rich, yeah, we're not letting money go into these, these other funds now. 
because they're not they're not helping the environment. So we're no more new money in these funds. You can now buy from this menu of vehicles. They're all ESG compliant funds. But but that's not what they're doing. They are activists. That's what they are. So if I understand, I want to make sure that I'm not misunderstanding you. I want to make sure I'm hearing you um, correctly. You're saying they will still allow you to buy from companies that are not that big into ESG. But the problem is, I guess, that most investors, no matter how conservative they are, aren't really doing the due diligence. So they just, you know, trust T. Rowe Price or J.P. Morgan or Fidelity or whoever to be acting in their best interests uh, monetarily when actually what these people are doing are, are doing the, 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 the political thing. Yeah, so, so let's say there's the uh, Vanguard Index 500 Fund, which is just a uh, mutual fund of the top 500 companies. Yeah. Well, well, not okay, so those top 500 companies aren't all super ESG uh, Paris Accord companies. So they, should, so they should say, no, we need to act in your best interest, Mr. Mutual Fund Investor. So we're not going to let you put money in, those, in this Vanguard Index 500 Fund anymore because these companies are not with the program. So, we're, so no more money goes in there, public. You can put money in these funds because we are promoting ESG for your own best interest. As a fiduciary, that's what I think. If there's super strong fiduciary in ESG, that's what they probably should be doing. But that's not what they're doing. You're saying, sure, Rich, we'll take your money. Everybody give me your money. And, and come on, bring your money. And then we're going to use that for power to change Chevron. We're not going to just, just ignore Chevron. Oh. Oh. We're going to change Chevron. Okay, we're so we're not going to divest. We're not going to divest from Chevron. We're going to change Chevron. So they'll go ahead and, and invest in companies that you like, and companies that you're like, hey, hey, I'm I'm a, I'm actually support the oil industry. They're like, sure, but then they go around behind your back and 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 throw their weight around be, to try to change the, the oil companies. It'd be the crap out of them. Yeah. yeah. Can I say that? I can say that, right? They yeah. crap out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. It, it, I, I appreciate your discretion. It could have been worse. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, no question about it. Thanks, Tony Soprano. Yes, absolutely. Boy, that's that's outrageous. It really is. Uh, Rich Weinstein, the article at uh, American Spectator called mutual funds are using your money to push ESG. I highly recommend people check that out. If people want to find out more about how to get in touch with your writings and what's going on with you, what's, what's the best place to go? I would just go to Twitter uh, at Philly rich one. Uh, I, I'm pretty snarky. So I put a lot of snarky stuff out there. Um, if you, you know, if you're that type of person, but if I find interesting articles, I, 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 I tagged a lot of articles. I have written some, uh, some stuff, uh, for, for some publications that were stupid enough to publish what I would write, ah. but there's, but I, I, I've written some really interesting stuff on Antifa and I've done some research in that area. And there's, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's going on out there. And that's why I brought up the NGOs because basically Antifa is an NGO, and that's where that's where I figured this all out. But there, there's a lot of wild stuff going on out there, and I don't know how we ever keep up with it. 
Yeah, yeah, Antifa or Antifa, however you say it. Uh, yeah, I noticed they've been really quiet since Biden got in office. That's uh, that's odd. I wonder if there's any connection. Nah, that's crazy talk. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Rich Weinstein, we we certainly appreciate you coming on the Doc Washburn show today. And uh, you know, if you're ever down Arkansas way, we'll take you. I get some barbecue and catfish, as, as we say here in the South. Y'all come see us. Right, hey, what are you doing next Thursday? I'm coming. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, that'd be great. That'd be great. All right, brother. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Todd. All right. Time. Thank you. Well, Rich Weinstein there. I didn't expect him to have really an answer when I asked the question, what can we do as investors? But he did. Check out this guy named Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek, the first name, V as in Victor, I, V as in Victor, E-K. Last name, R-A-M-A-S-W-A-M-Y. And his, uh, his financial vehicle that he's put together is called Strive. You know, like you strive to do something. Because this is, this is the main guy that gets it and is pushing back against all the big mutual funds, the, the T. Rowe Price, the, the J.P. Morgan, the Vanguard, the BlackRock, all this stuff. It's worth checking out. It's worth asking your financial advisor about because I, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we want to... Uh, continue to fund people who are trying to take our economy down the tubes. I mean, that's just outrageous. You know, why, why do you want to destroy the, uh, the oil and gas industry in this country? It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. All right, now. Having said all that, the reason we can continue doing these shows, by the way, if you uh, haven't heard our last episode, it was a deep dive into what John Durham is doing, special counsel, and that's so important because the Biden regime clearly is trying to get rid of the rule of law in our country. And despite what you may have heard, John Durham is trying to protect it. Um, the reason I'm able to do things like this instead of, you know, have to go be a, a, a greeter at Walmart or whatever is because, A, we have advertisers, and, B, we have a few people who have become patrons of the Doc Washburn Show. And we appreciate our patrons. If you want to find out about that, just go to docwashburn.com. And we also appreciate our advertisers who are our friends. Thank you so much. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. 
Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website to put you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guides you through a few easy questions and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live. RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. Hey, I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, you probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain, acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar. Do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center 501-279-2009 for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside Central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Thank you again to our advertisers, our friends, Dr. J.R. Crabtree and his wife, Dr. Tanya Crabtree at Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, TurnMyPowerOn.com. They're not only our friends and our advertisers, but they're our doctors. They've helped me. They've helped my wife. They've helped so many people that we know. Best-kept secret in American healthcare. Also, I want to say thank you so much to our friend Mitch Ward. He is the proprietor of RedRiverYourWay.com. And I got a great car deal there. And look at, they looked out for us. So speaking of which, you know, I think it's about time to say hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com, the big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV 
of your choice the way you want to online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States of America. Today's tweet of the day is from Town Hall and also the great Banshee over Red State. And this is Joe Biden, about 35 seconds long, of course, eating an ice cream cone in public because that is um, comfort food. It, 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 it's apparently very uh, therapeutic for dementia sufferers, and that's why he does it all the time. You see him eating an ice cream cone almost every day. And he is asked a question by a reporter, and let's see how this goes. Are you concerned about the strength of the dollar right now? Reporter says, are you concerned about the strength of the dollar right now? Here's Dementia Joe's answer. I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. He says, I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. That makes sense. He says, does that make sense? Can you explain that? Yes. Reporter says, can you explain it? Here's Biden's answer. Our economy is strong as hell. He says, yes, our economy is strong as hell. Gee, I wonder how strong hell is. Biden has a weird way of talking, doesn't he? The internals of it. He says, the internals of it. Inflation is worldwide. He says, inflation is worldwide. It's worse off everywhere else in Israel. Says it's worse off everywhere else than it is in the United States. United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth. Says the problem is the lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries, not and sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. So Banchi, Red State, re- re- responds to this: Biden's presidency. In a nutshell, and it's not lost on Americans. So I certainly hope that um, this will play out in the congressional elections November 8th of this year. The concern a lot of people have in the back of our minds is that Democrat candidates for governor, for senator, are avoiding debates because they think they've got nothing to worry about. They're not acting like they're concerned about uh, being defeated in fair and free elections. I hope that's not the case. Thank you again to RedRiverYourWay.com for sponsoring our tweet of the day. All right. You've been listening to episode 263 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, Simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansour's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, 
and care of Sheriff Mansour Sempier X. And that's the way it is, Tuesday, October 18th, 2022.